0: Hi, this is Marian Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12:30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. <music> Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life.
1: Welcome to this episode of Lighthouse Conversations. I'm Nathan Owens, your host for this episode. And here at CRL, we have been doing our best to keep you informed on the COVID-19 situation and also to keep you grounded in the Bible during these trying times. To share a biblical perspective and a reminder about these trying times of COVID-19, I have in the studio with me Pastor Osbert Joseph. Pastor Joseph pastors the Trinity Baptist Church here in Otto's Antigua at the corner of Rose and Princess Streets. Pastor, it's good to have you back in the studio
2: of the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. Good morning, Nathan, and indeed, um, it's a pleasure to be here as usual. You know, I enjoy being at the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. Um, I say good morning to all who are able to uh, hear us speak by whatever means they're listening, whether they're listening by means of traditional radio or they're listening by means of um, streaming over the Internet. It is indeed a pleasure to be here and to, you know, address this critical topic that we have before us today. Pastor,
1: I just want to jump right straight into it, and I know there's a whole lot of information out there. Do you believe that COVID-19 is a conspiracy?
2: Um, Absolutely not. Um, You know, uh, much theories abound out there by persons whom we call conspiracy theorists that uh, this is the work of people or persons, of course, who want to ultimately do harm to us. I just think it's one of those things that um, has happened to us uh, in nature. Maybe, of course, um, it might have come at the malicious workings of somebody in a lab somewhere. I really um don't know i don't think that uh we know that um certainly in our times we have seen things like for example the ebola outbreak um in in africa and there were lots of conspiracy theories about that um at the end of the day of course was concluded that it really came from you know exotic animals from 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 the jungle so you know that's how i look at covid at this stage of the game i don't think that anybody has conspired to do us harm Um, in in any way. It's just unfortunate that we are faced with what we are faced with and that so many persons have suffered. They continue to suffer. We have seen so many deaths and we have no indication that this is going to be checked um, anytime soon. But, you know, to be very definitive, uh, it is not my personal um, feeling that COVID-19 is a conspiracy.
1: Does it tie into the Bible, end times and prophecy at all?
2: Well, you see, again, uh, this is where I think the uh, opportunity for conspiracy um, s- springs from, okay? I mean, people, again, in this atmosphere of uncertainty, they're looking um, for answers, and, you know, uh, their persons with even veiled memories. That, oh, the Bible speaks of cataclysmic events that will hit us in the end times, and so this certainly must be one of them, all right? Um, so uh, you asked me, for example... Is this really the end? And again, I would say to you that I am not convinced that it is the end. For example, I mean, Jesus in speaking to disciples concerning the end of times and some of the troublesome events that will um, descend upon us, as you might. He said, you know, um, you know, some things are the beginning of sorrows, but the end is not. using the words of Jesus, by and by the end is 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 not yet. I don't think at all that Covid, is is telling us that this is the end of the end. What it is in my mind, it's a it's a wake up signal. It's it's a call to us one, um, as a church, and two as nations in the globe that God rules the world and that He has a say so in terms of the events that we experience um, every day. And and moreover. Um, he has a plan, of course, to fold this world up and to usher in his own eternal kingdom. And the Bible tells us very clearly that it's going to end with a series of, of judgments in the realm of, of the earth. and I think that this is why um, people feel the way they feel, and many people are scared and uh, you know rightly looking for information that can guide the understanding, uh, hopefully to make them, help them to make the kind of adjustments that will sit them on the side of safety. <laughs>
1: You mentioned that God has a plan. I'm not saying that COVID-19 is the end time, but as we look toward the end times, what kind of questions do you see that possibly come to our mind?
2: Well, you know, um, I, I think judgment makes us all very nervous and puts us all on, on the edge. And so uh, a leading thought, I think, in the minds of people is, you know, is is, is this an act of judgment of God? Is God... Uh, Judging us, and um, it's a legitimate question and it it really needs to be answered and be answered by persons so able to give uh answers that are accurate and this is this is for example, the reason that i I, I call upon you to have me come to the studio you know to, to to speak to try to bring some um semblance of understanding to the minds of 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 the people and as we proceed i'm i 'm going to illustrate to you. That while we might not be able to definitively say definitively say that this this is an act of God, I think at the end of the day it's going to be safe for us to conclude that at least at minimum God is 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 speaking. So another question then, as as we wrestle with this um, pandemic, you know, is 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 God speaking? Is, is is this the voice of God to us as as peoples and and, and as nations? All right, and we're going to explore that um, a little more as as we proceed.
1: Is there going to be an Antichrist in the end times,
2: um, Nathan? This this becomes the root. Um, Our this event, pandemic has uh, provided a means for people to speculate in terms of the Antichrist. And again, uh, uh, it happens because we know from Scripture, and many of us, of course, probably have even veiled memories from you know hearing other people speak or listening to the gospel somewhere or having gone to church that an Antichrist will rise. And um, Scripture tells us definitively that there is going to be an Antichrist. We're going to have a man who is going to be an absolute totalitarian power who is going to wreak all kinds of havoc on the globe. And um, God will fold this world up by bringing final judgment on his kingdom. It's interesting Nathan, that you know, you, you'd ask that question at this time because one of the things that concerns me a lot is the conspiracy theories that abound right now concerning um, COVID nineteen, and um, there are two things that stand out in my mind in terms of the face of this pandemic. One, we have the rising um, new five G technology, and we have the names of uh, the name of Bill Gates being bandied about all day. As well, I mean, he is the Antichrist. He wants to vaccinate um, all of us and then to take control of us. You know, well. <laughs> you ultimately have to leave people to their own speculations, all right? But I'll say definitively, from my understanding of Scripture, um, 5G is certainly not the apocalypse, and um, Bill Gates, I don't think at all, is the Antichrist. And let me substantiate this, again, scripturally this way. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians that there is going to be what the Bible calls a man of sin. We understand that to be the Antichrist. But the Bible says that he will not be revealed until the church is gone. And so the church really is, is in a serious dilemma at this stage of the game. If the Antichrist is here and we can identify him, it means, of course, that we're doomed. And the Bible says that the church is not appointed to wrath. God is going to preserve and protect his church by rapturing them out of the world before he begins to rain judgment in earnest on the earth. You know, So can we definitively say, for example, that Bill Gates right now is the Antichrist? We can't have any biblical support for that. Can we say that 5G is the apocalypse? Absolutely, we have no support um, for that. You know, Will we have um, catastrophic, cataclysmic, very devastating events that will mark the judgments of God in the end time? Absolutely. But I am not convinced, from what I know from Scripture, that that these events um, are, are the events of, of the end at all. Should we be concerned? absolutely we should be concerned, all right? So I don't think that COVID-19 is 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 helping us to see right now that Bill Gates or anybody else is the Antichrist, but there is going to be a man of sin according to Scripture.
1: Social media, there is so much material readily available. I mean, you could spend 25 hours a day just scrolling through your Facebook feed, and very rarely do you have repeated information unless you've commented or liked something what do you see as far as the role of social media or other information sources here in the COVID-19? Has it been beneficial, hurtful?
2: Social media, um, Brother Nathan, is I think one of the wonderful gifts to us of, of technology. But the fact is every good thing can be used for purposes that are evil. And um, I'm sure that all of us enjoy having our cell phones, and the ability to connect with neighbors and friends, and to pursue all kinds of business um, via the technology. But the 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 horrible thing with social media, of course, is that it becomes also um, a, the primary source in our day of spreading rumors and conspiracies and things that would cause us great alarm, et and, and for example, you know, and, and one of the things that happens is this: that there are lots of us who take what we receive by social media as gospel. So somebody sends us a video in which some doctor, or some scientist, somewhere is sitting down and he's offering some theory in terms of why we have COVID-19. And maybe he in from his learning position might be one of those persons who believe that you know 5G is at the root of root of it all. And you know, because we believe that, okay, this comes from somebody who is learned, then you know, we disarm ourselves and just simply accept what he says to us as 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 being truth. You know, and um then people start to spread that. Like what I've received on my phone, I mean, so many videos with all kinds of claims. In fact, you probably heard that um, across Europe, people are burning five um, G towers and things like that because they believe, of course, that you know five G causes the spread. Uh, well, it's the very root of of, of corona. You know, and you know, social media, as you just asked, really is that vehicle in which, of course, you know, this kind of disinformation spreads and creates so much alarm among us. And again, this is why you know it's important for me. I think to come to the studio so that I can somehow help to bring some degree of 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 the way we rationalize the problem that is that is before us, and to see it mostly in terms of a biblical context. At the end of the day, his 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 for me is a substantive thing. Whether men conspire to do something or God acts in his own sovereign power to bring about what he wants, there's certain things in life that are just totally unavoidable. And let me illustrate it for you quickly this way. Um, You remember the story from Genesis where uh, Joseph was sold into Egypt as a slave by his brothers. Yeah. If you go back to one of the Psalms, and I didn't look it up before I came to this month, but I know it's there for sure. God said this, I sent Joseph to Egypt. And then at the very end, when Joseph was reconciled with his brothers and the brothers were concerned that, you know, um, Joseph is going to take vengeance on us for what um, we did to him back in his earlier life. Joseph said, you know, you meant that for evil. But again, he gives credit to God. God meant it for good. He sent, he sent me ahead of you uh, to save life. And so, you know, rather than allowing ourselves to be overtaken by, you know, these theories that people threw at us, you know, what this should do is for us to use social media as a means of informing ourselves. We can research so easily. All right, there are lots of things that I don't know. And I mean, you know, I jump to my computer, I get on my phone, and I research across the internet to see what people are saying. And I look in particular to hear from persons who are informed enough to inform us accurately.
1: Now, I'm sure we would both agree, Pastor, that we have an enemy. Yes, Uh, Satan. that's right. And I'm not trying to over-spiritualize things here, but do you think that the enemy of God, and since we're God's children, uh, our enemy, is in any way using disinformation or using social media in these times to undermine God's work?
2: Oh, Brother Nathan, that really is the heart of the issue. The enemy, his chief, way of operating is in the whole arena of disinformation he always challenges truth and of course his in challenging truth of course he sows the lies or the seeds of lies because at the end of the day he really wants us all to be confused the enemy wants us doomed and by whatever means he's going to get us to believe him so we don't believe Christ and be doomed Is pursued um, um, by him um, you know, interestingly, if you look at the book of Revelation, for example, the Bible speaks of the time when the Antichrist rises as the very seed. He's going to be very seed of an agent of Satan um, in the earth, and people are going to wander after him. He's going to do magnificent miracles and things like that, causing fire to come down from the earth. and And, and people are going to ask the question, "Who is like unto the beast?" He's going to succeed. By way of deception, in getting multitudes of people to believe that he is the real Christ, much as he succeeded in, in, in Eden in deceiving Eve that the word of God was not true. And so, we have to be very careful in this global pandemic that we face that the information we get is information that rightly informs us that we might find safety through it.
1: Do you think that it's possible as born-again believer to post things on social media that actually harms the sake of the gospel during this COVID-19 situation.
2: Absolutely, but Nathan. As I said earlier, um, I've had videos uh, myself in which people are postulating that, um, for example, as again 5G and Bill Gates, that you know, um, they're pretty much the active agents in the problems that we're having right now. Well, what does that do at the end of the day? It takes our mind off Scripture. It takes on mind the fact that God sovereignly rules the earth and that he has a plan to bring order to the environment in which we live. He has a prescribed order now, and he also tells us that the world is destined to be destroyed, that it might give way to a new, lasting, enduring Kingdom, and that there are certain responsibilities that are laid on us. For example, He calls us to seek after Jesus Christ, that we might be saved and be safe ultimately—not just from pandemics, but ultimately the wrath of God. You know, a question I enjoy asking asking people, for example, is: um, Who does God want us to be afraid of the most? And um, invariably, question right, invariably. <laughs> Especially in the church, you get, well, God wants us to be afraid of the devil. I say, that that might be so. In fact, that is so. But let me tell you, God really wants us to be afraid of him. Yeah. Because he's not just all powerful, but he's in control of all things. And at the end of the day, if we find ourselves short of doing his will, we'll be just as doomed as the devil himself. You know, so... Uh, that's very interesting when you think about it.
1: Why don't you take us back to Scripture? What are some facts or some things that we know from Scripture? And let's spend the second half of this episode uh, talking about some verses or some uh, things from Scripture that we can know for sure and then that we can l- lay down a groundwork to move forward.
2: Wonderful. Um, well, uh, the pressing question in persons' process minds, and we have alluded to it, is the whole idea of the... Antichrist and you know um there are some persons even in the midst of the church who will go about saying you know that we have either the Antichrist or agents thereof already you know affecting us all right and the whole attitude it seems is that there are certain things that we need to avoid so that we avoid the Antichrist himself all right let me let me let me let me, let me explain it this way we are told by some persons, for example, that um Bill Gates has been working on a vaccine that he wants to vaccinate the world with and then and so people are saying, okay, when this vaccination is when this vaccine is is, is developed, you're not gonna be able to travel among nations except you allow yourselves to be vaccinated. Oh, that becomes the mark of the beast. And so you should not take it. Um hopefully it seems to avoid Becoming an agent of the, or mixed up with the Antichrist. Well, or to stop him from coming. Listen to me, Nathan. The Bible clearly tells us there is going to be an Antichrist. I said that, quoted that from um, Second Thessalonians chapter two. You can read all that chapter. You will see that there. You go. To the book of Revelation. We're told that persons will accept, and they will adore him. Persons will willingly accept his mark to be included in the system of government that he will bring um, to the world so no action that we can take now as persons, as nations will hinder the Antichrist from rising because the Bible does say that he is coming. Here's a question I think that um, um, we should be asking to help us to go back for a biblical framework to understand COVID-19 And this is my question. Is COVID-19 an act or judgment from God? Well, we have many places in Scripture that shows us how God has acted in history and has brought judgment upon nations. So, for example, you could go back to ancient Egypt when God sent his ambassadors Moses and Aaron. And, you know, in terms of time, I'm not going to, you know, dive into the specific passages, but I know the stories are well familiar to us as, as believers. Say to him, listen, you're holding some people who are my people let them go. If you won't let them go, I'm going to bring judgment on your nation. Biblical history records that that took place. The very people that were freed by God, the Hebrew peoples, God obligated certain things unto them because he brought them out to be witnesses unto him. He said, well, if you live as I prescribe, I'll keep you in safety. I'm going to bless you. But if you don't, I'm going to bring judgment upon you. So, for example, he said to them, I'm going to put on you the diseases of Egypt. You can read Deuteronomy chapter 28. You can read Leviticus chapter 26. And God says, if you don't obey me, he says, I'm going to increase the severity of the judgments so as to bring you back. Mm-hmm. And so if you read verse 26, you see God, I think about four different times, God says, I will punish you seven times greater. All right. You go to the book of Amos and God says to Israel, um, I've given you cleanness of teeth. Read this in chapter 4. And I have caused it to rain in one city and not make it rain in another city so that all of you had to come down here. What am I saying? I'm saying that there's never been a time in human history when God has called all the nations simply to sit. Nobody can conduct any kind of business. Wow. God has it. And, and you know, this is why I believe that God is speaking. I'm saying we have scriptural precedence to guide That that must be the fact, the reality that we find ourselves in. Just as He judged Israel, so it is too that God is judging the nations. All right? And again, while we can't, if we say, oh, God put the number in the sky saying, hey, I'm sending COVID, we can look at these former acts of His in nature and and we can draw the parallels and say, well, if He stopped the rain so that Israel would suffer um, famine, if He made it rain on one city, everybody go to one place to collect. If he causes us as nations now to sit down and nobody can conduct their regular business, to me, God is saying, you know what? You won't do my business, so you can't do your business either. And I'm saying, you know, without going specifically into all the passages, I'm just showing a general way that we as believers can conclude God is speaking. And here passages indeed that we can point to.
1: I really like that phrase that you said uh, you said you won't. As if God is saying you won't do my business. That's right. You won't do your business That's because right. you're not doing my, my business. business. Very convicting for us as believers Ab- to sit absolutely. down and think, how am I using my time?
2: Absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know, and um, let, let me let me let me add this as well, um, Nathan. Because you know, uh, look, I'm so excited. Honestly, I believe that we're living in a most exciting time as believers. There's so much opportunity for us to really speak truth and to proclaim the gospel to persons. Um, one of the stories that, that, that I look at is, is um, the story about Nehemiah and the building of Jerusalem wall. He had a visitation from his brother and some of his Israelite friends while he was out in, in, in Shushan. And he asked them, you know, tell me how are things at home? And, and they said to him, the wall is broken down and the people are really in, in, in great travail over there. You know what? What did Nehemiah do? Listen, Nathan. I said it's exciting time for believers, and I'm saying here's here's my conviction, and this is this is where this is one of the is coming from. Nehemiah was so moved and so grieved because of the burden that he heard that the people were under, and the fact that the wall was 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 broken down. That the first thing he did, he said, it moved me to tears. And as believers, we have to ask, how are we moved by this global pandemic? Does the suffering that we see across the globe, does it do anything at all to us? If we are non-responsive, then something is wrong. The next thing that this situation drove Nehemiah to do is to enter a period of prayer and fasting. He did so for at least one month. If you check chapter one, chapter two, you'll see that. He was praying in one month, and then the answer came to him in the other month. So I'm saying, as believers, it's great time, great opportunity, because we can go to prayer, and we have the guarantee that God's going to answer us. God says, call upon me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you have not known. You know, so unprecedented times, time also of great opportunity, where the saints of God are concerned.
1: Why do you think that misinformation or conspiracy theories abound so much.
2: Again, I think because, you know, like Israel in ancient days, we always want to look for somebody to blame. We don't always want to think that the problem is us. And you know, when when we look at something that is global in scope, like 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 this pandemic, I believe that God is not just seeking to reign collective responsibility he's taking the individual God is calling us all of us individually and then collectively to recognize that he is and that we live for his purposes and not ours you know, in as much as I see, for example, that is important for us to go back to a sense of normal. And I said that I many you know, the nations are at e- are, they're uneasy right now to get back out there. We understand all of that, but let's keep this in mind. Nobody understands this virus, and let's understand this. If this virus is a virus, an assignment from God by whatever means, whether through the 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 act of willful act of man or accident of nature, whatever. It is. If God is using it to speak to man, it will not go until God is satisfied that the message he's seeking to communicate to us has gotten through to us. Wow.
1: In the last two minutes of the program, can you just share a little bit of summary and maybe share with us what we do know for fact or what we do are pretty confident about about this virus?
2: Wonderful stuff. So all of us listen to um, the media um, daily. And there are certain factual things that 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 we know and have to be concerned about all the time. One, we know that this virus is just aggressively contagious. We know also that it is lethal in its overall effect and, and impact. Not everybody who gets it dies, but if you get it, then you know there's a death sentence that 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 hangs over your head. We know it spreads um from human um to human. We know that we don't have any cure or any vaccine and what we're saying essentially is that we're all living with an uncertain death sentence in the, in the sense that I don't know that you don't have COVID no, Nathan Right. you don't know that I don't have COVID right now alright and if it is that we end up after this interview infecting each other then we're going to be in problems alright so how do we respond ultimately What? 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 how do we contextualize all of this as Christians, you know what, what what do we do? There are probably three things that stand out to me at this time. One, I think that we should consider this virus to be a signal that God is speaking to us. We should consider this virus to be an opportunity that God is calling us, especially as a, as his body, the church, to prayer. And I think that God is communicating to the globe that you're not in ultimate safety, even if things were normal. A time will come when I will arise to judge. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 8 says that clearly. God says, wait upon me because my determination is to gather the nations that I might pour out my face indignation upon them. And so we might live in a period of what seems to be safety. When we are on the very edge of judgment. Just like the people were in those days. And this really is the greater, more haunting message and what we need to pay attention to if at the end of the day we want to end up with the ultimate safety. So safety, for example, that no one children would have found in the ark. Our safety is in Jesus Christ, and we need to look to him in this desperate hour.
1: Very well stated. Thank you very much for coming in and sharing, Pastor Joseph. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much to Edward Nathan. Always a pleasure to come and to see you. God bless.
0: Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or lighthouse b-i-m-i at gmail.com or give us a call at area code 268-462-1454 or send us a message via whatsapp or text at area code 268-782-1454 Thanks for listening. Remember, you can hear Lighthouse Conversations Wednesday at 12.30pm on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. If you're in Antigua, you can listen at 92.3MHz FM. If you're in the Caribbean, you can listen at 1160kHz AM. Or listen online at www.radiolighthouse.org from anywhere in the world. Or you can subscribe to this podcast. Looking forward to having you join us next time. Bye-bye.